What's up, everyone out there? Welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix. Powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube. Presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app and use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah, baby. Welcome back to the show. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York as always. We coming out the chair as always. Man, what else is new? You know those few guarantees in life. Death Taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big man up before the crack of dawn to bring you this, the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to jam a big old cartoon finger right inside me, because those like buttons matter an order of magnitude more than they should. No one cares if you're smart or engaging, they care how many cartoon fingers you got, so let's Rally up and show them, Medi- Mayo, Media Net Crew, it's Thursday night, football, and it's another, <laughs> just another stanker, man, I tell you, this that whoever made the primetime schedules will certainly be on the unemployment line after this year. Here is a quick note to them that maybe we can all use. Football is extremely variant week to week and year to year. Don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. <clears throat> the Broncos are going to be awesome. And that's what you get. You loaded us up with Bears and Broncos, and you should have provided some doggy bags. All right, enough of that, man. Let's do the thing that we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. If you're new, welcome aboard, man. Really appreciate having you. My time is precious, and I try and treat yours the same. Let's start it up with the blue chips as all. Always, it's our top projected players for each team per run the Sims projections because I like to refer to experts. Yeah, I'm pretty smart, but part of being smart is knowing when you're dumb, and I don't know how to do my own projections, so I am pretty snazzy handicapping. So let's flash some of the skills per run the Sims. It's Eagles, it's Texans, and I mean, the, the projections here just speak for themselves. All right, everybody, check it out. We got Jalen Hurts, the GOAT at the top, projecting for 24. Then a tear down to Miles Sanders at 15 and a half. A.J. Brown at 14, drop down to Devonta Smith at 10 and a half. Dallas Goddard at 10. All right, keep that in mind. Top score for the Eagles, 24. Bottom score at 10. Over to the Texans we go. It's Damian Pierce, who is Awesome. Gosh, he's like the only viable piece left of that team. Projected at 15. I guess they're going to give him the rock up, down, left, or right, down to Mills, 11.6. Cooks at 9.6. Dorsett, 7.5 to Burkhead at 6.3. Yikes. Absolutely. Yikes. The projections just kind of speaking for themselves. What we might expect. And quick note, Brandon Cooks is not practicing, though not injured. We thought that could be a precursor to a trade. Right, that would have been kind of intuitive. The Texans going in the wrong direction. Lots of teams out there needing wideouts. We're seeing NFL teams starting to trade in season. But nope, Nilch, nada. They got nothing. <laughs> you so stupid. You get nothing. Well, that's what you get as a Texans fan as of late. Cooks, I don't even know if he's going to play. Nico Collins is out. This one is really, really ugly. Let's handicap and doing the things as always. Eagles offense fly. Eagles fly 28 points a game, 395 yards a game, .08 EPA per snap, all those near the top of the board. They move the ball fast. They're efficient. They eat up drives more than 3 minutes and 12 seconds per drive. 76% drive success rate on offense. Positive rush DVOA 11%. Positive pass DVOA 31%. 
we'll get to where the pass game has flaws. It's not even so much, it's certainly not a talent thing, and I, it's not a Jalen Hurts thing. I know his detractors wish it were that. It's more of a pace thing. We'll get into that at the very end. So, again, Eagles passing offense is good, right? DVOA is a very good stat. However, the attempts are low at 30. The completions are low at 20. The pass yards are pretty good at 245. So there's the efficiency. But 8 yards per attempt, 12 yards per completion, those are at the top of the board. So when the Eagles need to throw, they get it done. Houston Texans D allowing a lot. 67 plays, bottom 3, 404 yards a game. Bottom 3, minus .05 EPA per snap. That's bottom 8. 39 yards per drive, more than 3 minutes, both in the bottom third, 74 percent drive success rate on defense also in the bottom third the problem is that rush game oh my goodness it's awful 19 percent rush dvoa at the bottom 5.35 adjusted line yards that's the bottom 33 attempts for 186 yards a game that's the bottom 5.6 running back yards per attempt that's the bottom i mean the houston texans they're awful and it doesn't help that the offense stinks so the offense isn't good they fall behind and you they can only run you can run against them it's just it's an absolute nightmare this is a recipe for the first pick sorry for anybody that listened to me liking davis mills as my you know qb4 uh hitting best balls right now my qb4 overall but my fourth qb as a last last round best ball quarterback though matt ryan not looking so good i guess daniel jones was the answer back there but davis mills terrible houston Keep an eye on that first-round pick. They're, they're going to have no problem just punting this game away. Texans offense is Treshola, 16 points per game at the bottom, 288 yards at the bottom, 4.9 yards per play. That's just atrocious. Compare that to the Eagles, 5.8, just ridiculous. Minus 10 EPA per snap on offense is bottom three. They're just terrible. Negative rush DVOA, negative pass DVOA, 92 rush yards a game, 5.8 pass yards per attempt, 9.2 yards per completion, just everything firmly attached to the bottom of the ship, the Houston Barnacles at it. Again, Eagles D just really getting it done, man. I mean, an Eagles, like Bills, Super Bowl were a crash course for that, where in the current age right now, where we've spoke about this, if you're following my work at The Athletic or on Twitter, at John Legaza, the pendulum swing, the inception of two high shells, three high shells, and all these really deep zone coverages, have been the reason we've seen fantasy and regular scoring come down. And it's about who's able to juke and drive around that. The key's really been running quarterbacks with good defenses that have strong defensive lines. Circle, Eagles and Bills. I mean, they're the kind of teams that can defeat the Styles Eagles defense. Excellent. 16.9 points per game, 298 yards per game, 4.7 yards per play, 0.11 EPA per snap. The last two, I think, are first in the league, allowing only 2 minutes and 30 seconds per drive. 22 attempts per game for a buck 15. Right? Remember, they're going to allow... The run yards, because they're that's what they're going to give you, and you're going to see that again today because the pass defense is so so good. Minus 30% pass DVOA, I think that might be first. 23 sacks in the top five, 9% adjusted sack rate in the top five. 183 pass yards allowed per game. I think that might be number two. 4.8 yards per attempt, 8.2 yards per completion. Those are all in the top three. Eagles defense is phenomenal, right? Really, really, really good. Those were year-to-date stats. I got a second. I know I've been using. A last four split to get more granular as far as defense, and that's really worked. Again, if you're following me on Twitter or on Patreon, but it's not Patreon, it's free Patreon for you and me, Tron. It's just to get all the rest of this degenerative gambling out of my system. I know, you know, we're doing 
daily and jock market and DraftKings here plus theory application and then a bet at the end but when I release my full ticket if you want to get with that you just hang with me and then you'll kind of see how to build these things and I think understanding sustainability and betting will help you in the jock market as well again always jock market greater than sign DraftKings or FanDuel not to knock those sites but they are 19 parlays and jock market is about being sharp finding plays that stand out on an individual basis we'll get that in a second let's just do the last four from the defenses Eagles have been very, very good just squashing the pass. They've even been pretty good against the run. The thing we want to look for here, Eagles standing out as far as zone covers. They run a ton of zone near the top of the board in that and the Houston struggle against that Houston's defense. Again, they've been terrible, but the thing I wanted to focus on the last month, they have tightened it up on defense. Now, some of those stats are being reflected because of last week's game against Tennessee, but they have been good, except for against two shotgun runs. I think it was Matty Ryan and Justin Herbert, if I believe correctly. Yes, Matty Ryan and Justin Herbert. Those play into what I was talking about is what you get here on this show that you might not get everywhere else with somebody just going a million miles an hour in order to defeat the too high shell that I talked about even if they have the strong defensive line that we talked about it's shotgun snap short intermediate plays more mostly focused on the tight end and the slot that's how Indianapolis and um excuse me LA got there so it can be done that is I mean Philadelphia can win in all types of game not really trying to knock the off that they can't succeed against that zone they will be doing it with the player I think we need to be looking at though is Devontae Smith so again let's wrap it up the blue chips I mean with of the running narrative here right when we're draw, playing showdowns I think is to draw up your own narrative again I'm not right and you are not necessarily wrong we just may be different what does matter is that our bets and our play reflect our analysis right so data back your analysis then analytically back your move I think that's probably the good logic train there and if that is the kind of lesson that you think might stick with you please give me the cartoon finger right we've got to be right on time with that give me the like button because it matters just way more than it should. I'm just tired, so tired of asking for it. I wish I wish I could say, is somebody talking about how good this show is rather than how many fingers are stuck inside me? Whoop. All right, so I think as far as the blue chips goes, of course it's Jalen Hurts at the top. You got to buy that one. Miles Sanders I like, but Philadelphia has taken their foot off the gas in the second half, and that might just lead to... You know, the garbage time carries for players like Scott. You know, we've seen that where he's racked up a half a dozen carries in the second half. Or Gainwell start getting the rock. He had five carries against Dallas. He had six touches against Jacksonville. So there are players to steal it. Though I do like Sanders, and I think he'll get some run. What if Philadelphia gets out ahead with the pass? You're not going to see Sanders. A.J. Brown, again, I usually fade guys coming off the gigantic monster games. He's awesome. I do like Smith, again, into that um style that I mentioned before to get to Houston one of the teams that play more zone coverage than the Eagles which I mentioned glad to get to this is Houston in the last month they've only played man coverage 11.8% of the snaps zone coverage over 82% so they're going to run a ton of zone the best way to defeat that I looked up these hurts against the zone has been very good but it's been going to Smith Devonta Smith leading the team in everything from the slot against the zone both right so again he's been the leading wideout for the eagles against the zone most of that has come from the slot so top my top play 
relative is going to be Devonta Smith. I think he has a chance to wrap that one up. I would love to get with Hurts, but who knows what the IPO is going to be. Her, Jalen Hurts might be the first player we see with a $20 IPO because of the way he leads and runs and handles the ball and then how bad the other team is plus the defenses. Houston side, and literally I don't think I'm going to touch anybody. Like Without Cooks, without Collins, I know people, oh, it's a professional offense. There's a chance they score negative points if that's possible. Like They may score negative. So for blue chips, I'm going to play it cool. Give me Devonta Smith. I think that's really the only guy I'm really, really looking for in this game, unless Miles Sanders comes in low. If people are afraid that Sanders won't get it, then no, but if people are chasing the Derrick Henry performance from last week, then I'm going to let him go. Remember, you don't have to be forced to play anything with the reason why, or one of the reasons, again, why we like jock market so much. You don't have to have a tight end. You don't have to have five players. You don't have to do a damn thing, and that's what I like about it, right? USA! USA! It's very capitalistic in its approach, you know, not to upset people, but that's what we want. We want the freedom to take advantage of our own work, right, and maximize that. And it may be slates where we have a lot of exposure. That Denver game a week and a half ago, I had a ton of exposure on the showdown and got paid. And this past game, I don't think I had a single share. I got bitted out, and that's what it is. Like, I'm just not going to be forced into it. And again, that's probably the last lesson. So, boom, that's the blue chip section. Again, it's Jalen Hurts, again, probably leading the field. But give me Devontae Smith as the other blue chip. Other than that, I think the Eagles split it up. I don't think Houston gets a darn thing done. Woo! Ball is past midfield. Let's get it in red zone. But first, let me just take a quick break, man. Wow. Okay, here we go. It's the second pillar of profit brought to you by Jock Market and all the lovely ladies and gentlemen at Mayo Media Net. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Lots of cool stuff going on. Patty show is awesome. The drip, the... UFC stuff is also very, very good. All right, let's get into the penny stocks. Of course, it's not just the cheapest players. Anybody could sort by lowest price. These are run through our cost analysis program, right? So we're going to take the same run the Sims projection and our static DK pricing again. One of the reasons why conventional platforms are blech, compared to jock market. I really believe in when you fast forward a couple of years, jock market will be at the fore of this play because I think people are going to get tired of losing. As more people get into daily and they realize how sharp and how difficult it is to hit 19 parlays, when you could just focus on a few players and not necessarily have to play for a jackpot. That's why I've done so well at Jock Market, you know, up, whatever, 15,000% on their free promo or something like that. Although it's been a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a struggle lately. I've just been playing around even. And again, I think that's kind of my point is... You can be bad in jock market and still break even. I think that's probably the best way to put the execution, you know, side to this. In DK, if you don't have the nut, you're probably out. You can even place and not do great. That's why I like winner take all. Jock market, not the case. One or two good hits on the main slate, you're a break even. Anything more than that, you're in the black. And remember, you get a dollar back on all those really cheap shares, kind of slanting that risk reward ratio. Oh, let's get into the penny stocks. It's two QBs, three running backs, five wide outs, and a tight end. Again, I'm really not expecting too much here at all. Jalen Hurts projected 24 points, 11.8 salary. The 493 cost per point is pretty nice. The ownership, I have projected, I had to rub my eyes. Yes, I have 90% ownership. For Jalen Hurts, that's combined, you know, captain and flex and everything. Wow. IPO projected at $19. Like I said, he might be the first to crack 20. Remember, you have to be the top player in a slate to get to 25. Second player gets 20. So at 19, you have just a the tiniest crack of ray of sunlight coming in for profit if he's not the very best player. So again, I just wouldn't pay that. 
If you're into that stuff, go do it. You know, I would imagine people buying Jalen Hurts shirts tonight or wearing nicer clothes than I am, or at least more expensive clothes than I am. All right, Davis Mills again. I just can't touch it. 11.5 point projection from a quarterback is almost unacceptable. It's such a red flag that I don't think it even justifies the 9K salary. 7.75 cost a point. No thanks. The ownership just incredibly low for a QB at 33%. IPO near 10 bucks. Just thanks, but no thanks. I know he's going to handle the ball, but they're really, they just, I don't think they have a prayer. I really don't think they have a prayer. And anything the Texans do, it will be on the ground game. So let's get into running backs. Boston Scott leading the way here. See, this is one I think I might be able to sink my teeth into. Boston Scott projected for six points. The projection system's expecting some work from the backups. 1.8 thousand DK bucks, 310 cost per point, 22 ownership, and a 340 IPO. That's the value right now for me because I think, I just think Scott could get some work. Let's see, I have the log here. I know he has uh, four carries in Detroit, four carries in a catch in Minnesota, six carries at Dallas, seven carries at Pittsburgh. So he's had six and a half carry average over the last two games. And those games were, no, 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 P- Pittsburgh was not close, and that's when he got it. So, yeah, it could be the same thing, that Scott could just vulture the last half dozen carries from Sanders, and all of a sudden, a 340 IPO, you have the second half running back for the Eagles. And, of course, he could get into the end zone. So, I like Scott. Damien Pierce, 15-point projection feels a bit rich for me. 8.6 salary is really nice. 53 ownership expected, 11.63 IPO. Don't know if I can get there. I just don't know if I can get there. I guess he's going to get it done no matter what. Uh, Pierce, you'd have to think, has a pretty safe floor. The Texans have run the ball even when down. But gosh, man, it's, you know, well, 69 in Denver, that was early in the year. Held to 35 against Tennessee in 16. I mean, what if you see a game like that? He did get in the end zone. I just don't know if I could pay up for it. I'm going to keep an eye on the IPO, 11.63. You know, he's got to be in the top three or four players in order to just to double up that math. Not fantastic as a double-digit favorite and underdog. So uh, you can see how I could get away from Pierce. Explain why I'm not in love with Sanders. 1168 IPO is probably the thing I like better. I think I like Sanders more in jock market than I do in DraftKings because I think in the narrative that he hits, he's the top player. I'm so worried about the bottom part of this, I'd be worried about putting the puzzle together for showdown. So again... Kind of part of the nuance and the context that I hope separates this show from the rest, if you agree. Get up in the comments section, go on Twitter and tag Patty. He loves to get tweeted at, especially in the middle of the night, from what I understand. All right, wide receivers, it's Philip Dorsett. Gosh, thank you, but no thank you when you're at that point. Brandon Cooks, we don't even know if he's going to play. Devonta Smith, who I explained why I like, and this is where I would be bucking projections, right? So 10.6 projection at an 8.2 salary leaves a 7.73 cost per point, 31% ownership, $9 IPO, right? So that's our given in the formula. Because I think the projections are shorting him, again, I like Philadelphia. I also think the Houston Texans D is the stronger side of it. However, I think he's being sold a bit short Maybe it's because of the A.J. Brown game. And Brown was ridiculous. He he is so ridiculously good. We've seen Smith go for 80 against Minnesota, 169-1 against Washington, 87 at Arizona, 44-1 at Dallas, and then the disappointing kind of 5 for 23 at Pittsburgh. But yeah, I'd be looking for a bounce back at Smith, and I mentioned going up against the 
the zone coverage from the Texans, I think you'll be seeing the slot work to Devontae. So give me Devontae and the adjustment then, right? If you adjust the points, down goes the cost per point. Because remember, value is a rate stat, not just about the price. A.J. Brown, 14-3. Projection feels a little bit low, unless the projection system think they're going to get away from him also. Or they're seeing what I'm seeing I'm not even... My projection will be higher, right? So even though I painted the picture where I don't have Philadelphia throwing for a million yards, I don't have A.J. Brown below 14. It's very hard to keep him there. Between volume and yardage and his pop for touchdowns, I don't know how you get him at 14-3, 2 salary justified, 40 ownership probably a bit low, $12 IPO right where we'd expect it. If it ends up below that twelve fifty mark, I think a share for A.J. Brown is understandable because, again, they have to get there. Right, if even if we're expecting the blowout, I think they have to get there. Then to Chris Moore, who I, I don't know how you could play in the I don't know how you could play in these Texans guy. Remember, Philadelphia's fantastic at the point of attack. And they do it with like studs, they don't even need to bring it. I, they're gonna really struggle. I mean, Houston, I just think Houston is really gonna struggle. Um uh, Eagles blitz uh, about roughly thirty percent of the time. That's the last Four weeks getting pressure on the quarterback about 40% of the time. So they get to the quarterback without all the blitzing. And I think that's just going to be a major issue for them. I have some wide receiver stuff uh, really quick. You know, of course, A.J. Brown, elite, 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 elite. If you're looking at Goddard, 91% of snaps, 90% of dropbacks. He runs a route. This is the last month, okay? I think splitting stats to the month is probably a smart idea at this point. With injuries and stuff, the game logs get shot. 24% of team targets, 21% of the team air yards. And then it's Devontae Smith, like I mentioned. 94% of dropbacks he runs a route, earned 20 targets, 20 receptions for 154 yards, 28% team target. 1.6 yard per route run, pretty thick. 24.5% target per route run that's right below AJ Brown this last month so again I just wanted to get to where Smith is it's not this huge gap below Brown I think talent wise Brown is the dude but I do think there are still situations where Smith excels and he is uh the one from a production standpoint so today give me Smith over it I don't even know if I have anything from Houston if Collins is out gosh this is just this is so brutal the last month, oh my gosh, check it out. Let's go. Oh my god, I can't even believe we're doing this right now. Houston is just so, it's so terrible. Okay, so we have to eliminate Cooks and you have to eliminate Collins. So the last month that leaves you with Philip Dorsett. He's run the most routes at 59, 58% of dropbacks. He's run a route. He's earned eight targets. He has three catches for 51 yards, which is 20% of the team error. It's just terrible. And then if not, it's Chris Moore, 53 Routes run 52% of dropbacks. He's run routes. He's earned only two targets for 20 yards. It's really, really bad. 4% of the team targets. He has 0.4 yards per route run. 7.5% target per route. Just, it's so, so bad. They both also, let's get the positioning um, if you're into that stuff. So, from an alignment standpoint, I think this is the best I could do for everybody. I'm trying to get as granular as possible. Dorset, when he's played, it, it's out wide more when he's played in the slot. So I don't know what that's going to mean to anybody out there, because if not, it's a tight end splitting work. Jordan and Howard is just so, so, so bad. So I'm not going to pay for any of that stuff. You see Brevin Jordan as the value tight end, but I just can't get there, because we don't know if it's not even his job. If it was his job, like you'd see, maybe he'll catch a couple of quick outs, but how could you pay and not even know if you have the bad tight end on the bad team? It's just really, really ugly today. Get away from the Texans. They stink. I'm going to be playing like alt-unders, you know, for like 
under, let's say, uh, game under 28. You know, 28 nothing. I'm going to play under, alt under 28 and a half. So, all right, just get away from these guys. Again, the values. Hurts, even though he's the top guy, still might be a value just because. I think Boston Scott is the definitive value on the slate with the 340 IPO. He has a chance to take over the backfield by halftime and, you know, finish it again in the top five. So it's not like Boston Scott to the moon, but this is why the critical thinking element that I hope that we provide to you here at Mayo Media Net separates us in terms of jock market, why I really think this is the preeminent jock market show, right? Because you're just not getting that style of strategy, getting away from them. One more thing I was thinking about. Oh, I'm so glad I brought this up. Look at me. You can't get to it pre-open. Follow me up on Twitter. I'm going to look to short today. Today's going to be my first short opportunity. Let's look to short some Texans. Okay, so if... Davis Mills IPOs at 950, we're going to shout that bad boy. You know, we'd probably be looking to short position players, now that I think about it, more than the quarterback, because the quarterback does handle the rock more than anybody. But yeah, let's look to short. Let's look to short some players in these bad situations. And maybe instead of me saying, oh, just don't buy anything, the inverse is maybe let's get bearish. Something Jock Market is allowing us to do now. So love that. You know, download the app, use the promo code MMN. I'm running out of breath, which means this section is coming to an end. Let me catch my breath as we get the ball into the goal line and try and punch this bad boy in the end zone. Yeah. All right, let's do it and get paid in the shade, laid like an egg. Oh, that was really ugly last time. For anybody that tailed with mixing, I'm sorry. I actually, again, I try to be so transparent. You know, as a handicapper, that is on multiple platforms, right? So feature on VSIN and put stuff up at Athletics sometimes. I have stuff on this show and I have the Patreon page. It's very important to me to not be misleading people. These plays on this show are per the projections. These are the best plays per projections when you see them, right? I'm running projections and giving you the biggest difference. Mixon was projected from 13 or 15 yards over the total. So that's what rang. I would kill me if people said, oh, you gave me this and now you didn't play it. The plays that I play, my live hits are on the Patreon page. That's the live stuff. And just to be very clear, I really don't like to play standard player props. I'd rather play alt props because the odds are so much better. Last week, I'll give you an example. We had a four-pack. They were all at a minimum plus 155. Idea being, if you hit two of them, you have a lovely profit. And... Almost hit one of them at plus 200, you have to even. So the, the coverage is what it's all about. Getting away from these negative odds. Because again, when players clear, they generally clear all the way. We had A.J. Brown. He cleared by like 100 yards. right? So you've got minus 110 for 78 yards. you got plus 165 for 89, 80, 10 yards more, 88 or 89 yards. So I prefer all props and just want to be very, very clear. Though this is not a prop, I just really... Being crystal clear and protecting your money is very much a part of my job. One that I don't get paid for. It's never in any job description. Just because, right? You know, you can't be holding big mouths accountable. But I really, really care. Really means the absolute world to me. And you see it reflected in my work. Why I bet decimal points... Because I tie units to percentage of stack. So I can't bet when you see people, oh, they bet, hey, hey, hey. well, of course they're up 300 units. They bet 27 units a night. Because so, so a unit is undefined and they get to run up these totals, right? That's the difference between myself and the rest. Because I have tied units to percentage stack, the business, the lights, the children's bellies only have 100 units in them. When 100 units is gone, 
the shop closes, I tie a do-rag to a stick and make my way out to the parkway. You know what I'm saying? That's a difference. So because I use decimals, I have to set predetermined daily risk allotment. Here we go. This is what's going to earn the like button. If I didn't earn it before, then what separates us from the pack is advanced betting theory. It's understanding sustainability. This is how you get there, okay? That is the truth of the truth of the truth. I lose. Sometimes I lose a lot. But the reason I stay in the game is because my risk is predetermined. It's not because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money because my risk was predetermined. All roads lead to being disciplined. And here are some actual numbers. Again, I don't just talk it. I do it because I love you. People pay big money for this stuff. When we get into Road to Ruin, generally, generally, there's not hard rules, generally, the most disciplined daily traders that are, are have high exposure in risk ventures cap their daily risk allotment around 25 to 3%. So if that's the case, that means you have three units to bet. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have 100 bets. That's the other thing that fake Fugazi handicappers try and trick you into thinking is more plays is more risk. No, more bets is actually less risk if you predetermined it, and that's what I'm getting at, okay, people? Again, sustainability. If you have a three-unit limit on a Sunday... And you have one play, you bet three units, but now you opened yourself up to a very binary win or lose scenario. If you find 20 plays that you'll maybe 10 plays because the math is easier, you know, it's 0.30 units, so half that'd be 0.15. See the difference? 10 bets at 0.30 units is the same three units. If you had 100 bets, you go 0.03 units. So again, no matter how many plays you have, the, the top number, the most important number, the black bottom line remains the same so there you go that's why it matters their sustainability and again because i lose you want to get plus odd bets so you only need a 50 percent win rate and you're a big winner again it's just ridiculous i'm sorry i oversimplify if i, I tend to oversimplify but the more i've learned the simpler it's gotten for me so again for the audio only listeners here's the bet now we already laid it out philadelphia houston under 45 and a half i don't know how we get the 45 and a half and I have just a little bit of data to back it up also. So Philadelphia is a top three offense by EPA in the first half. They're a bottom five offense by EPA in the second half. And it's not because they're bad. It's because they control. And it's because they run. Because they're so good. Because Jalen Hurts has taken the next step. Because they have two quality alphas wide receiving. And a very high quality tight end. They can do whatever they want. And come the second half, they can get to the stick and just get first downs. Run, run, run. Efficient, efficient. Third and six, no problem. Hurt, bootleg out, counter sweep. Maybe Goddard's on the backside, tailing. Maybe, right? Maybe he throws a block, slow release, gets out, he's on the stick. Hurts, steps back, over the top of the lineman, first down. Right? Six yards. Boop. All right. And now the clock is running. And that's what we're going to see again. Houston going to be looking to run. I just don't think they're going to be able to do anything. I was surprised this one moved north of 40, 45. The way I normally handicap, again, this is not science. This is a little bit of art, is 31 points to the winner, right? That's a big game, 31 points. Need a lot to happen. So 31 points to the Eagles is still fourth. I don't know how Houston gets a 14. I don't know how Houston gets a 14 in a game that the Eagles get to 31. So you just give me the under here. And again, on Patreon, you can probably smell, I think... There might be a Devonta Smith all prop coming because I think his 
prop in this, if you're into the prop stuff, is 51 yards. So we're going to be looking for a plus 60 all prop again. I'm thinking about you. I love you. You can follow me on Patreon. Again, it's free. I'm not trying to show off my own stuff. Patrick is the man, right? Newsflash, Pat Mayo is the man and really cares about his followers. So he said, dude, go get him. If they want it, feed him. So... You know, feed me more, feed me more. So that's your Thursday night football bet. Eagles and Texans. It's under 45 and a half at the standard 110 VIG. And we dropped a couple lessons. And you got some blue chips. And you learned something. And we split some analytics. And we did some X's and O's. And we did some theory. And we did a couple lessons for markets that you may able, you know, you may be able to use outside of this. And that's my real goal. It, believe it or not, it's not just to help you make money at betting on sports right of course so that's a center no central central point here it's to sharpen you on the outside the very best interactions that i get ever are the people that use this stuff outside wow the ideas of premium applications risk reward and now today daily risk allotment the very best lesson that i think you could find anywhere on the internet today hopefully this one ends up clipped and on the internet, that little lesson, because I'm serious, you want to play that one over and over and over and over until it sticks. If you intend on betting for even a secondary income, forget, absolutely for a primary income, but certainly for a secondary income as well, you need to sustain. I bet on baseball every single day for eight months a year. You know, and then football, the other half of the days. Do you think I win all the time? Like every day? I don't. You know, I don't. I'm very honest about that stuff. I don't. No, I think my analysis is very good. I put myself in strong probabilistic scenarios to succeed. And then with a strong plan, I have come up in the black you know, over that sample set. And now those are the lessons. So thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Please press the like button. This stuff matters so much. If you really dug any of the theory stuff, the hardcore kind of push to the fore, right? The stuff you don't get anywhere else. Let us know on Twitter. That stuff really does matter. And again, five-star reviews on the audio pod is like the compliment de tutti compliment. So that's it. Enough of me, man. Forget about it. I catch you on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man. Peace.